This is the best of daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson from Believer's Church in Menominee, Wisconsin. Go to jfbelievers.com for more information. The Gospel of John, chapter 3. Beginning in verse 1, we read, Now there was a man of the Pharisees named Nicodemus, a ruler of the Jews. He came to Jesus by night, and he said to him, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher come from God, for no one can do these signs that you do unless God is with him. Now here is an individual who by all outward appearances had it all. He was a ruler of the Jews, meaning he held a position of power and clout that went along with it. He was a man of the world who held status among his peers and power out in the street. Jewish tradition names him as one of the three wealthiest men in Israel at that time. He was a man of learning, a man of means, independent and intellectual. Yet he was missing that certain something that we all are missing in absence of the redeeming presence of God in our lives. You can call it peace or you can call it wholeness. Whatever the vernacular is that you want to use, it doesn't matter. Because we all know what it means in the practical realm. Now Nicodemus came at night. He was no doubt laying low on this whole Jesus thing. Perhaps he did not want to be seen He didn't want to be recognized by his associates in the world. Nicodemus knew where to find Jesus. Even though Jesus had no home, no church, no office with a secretary to make his appointments, he went straight to the Lord, no mediator, no priest, or pastor. It was, and is always ultimately, just him and Jesus. Now, Jesus was at that time, and most often, even yet today, outside the realm of the politically correct. Yet Nicodemus, he had enough integrity and character to come to Jesus and ask him questions and to seek the truth, which is so much more than most will do today. Most folks prefer to remain in ignorance, perhaps believing that such will excuse them in the day of judgment. Nicodemus, he acknowledged that Jesus had come from God, and he admits that he's not alone in that understanding. As a Pharisee, we know Nicodemus was, well, a religious man. Yet he did not know Jesus, and he did not know peace, and he did not have salvation. It's important for us to note that that is possible, that we can be so very religious and still be so very lost. Verse 3 says, Jesus answered him, Most certainly I tell you, unless one is born anew, he can't see God's kingdom. Nicodemus, verse 4, said to him, How can a man be born when he is old? Can he enter a second time into his mother's womb and be born? Nicodemus was saying all the right things about Jesus, but because of that, one would be apt to believe, therefore, that he had a righteousness before God. But we all would be in error having done so, because Nicodemus had not been born again. And unless he made that step, he would not, we will not, ever see the kingdom of God. Indeed, Nick had the whole religious thing going on. 
I mean, he talked the talk and he looked the part. But it didn't matter because he had not surrendered to God. Jesus spoke of this sort of person in Matthew 7, those who had bragged about what uh, had they had done, what, what they were in the religious world. But God still answered, with, answered them with, Depart from me, I never knew you. Now Nick continues here with the questions. Seemingly, genuinely desirous to really know the truth. Now note that there's no sense of antagonism. There's no argumentative spirit in this guy. He seemed to really want to know the answers to his questions. Now, perhaps he came originally planning to only talk about theology, not knowing how to approach this great religious man. Jesus, loving him as only he can love, met him where he was. Now, ironically, Nicodemus thought he came to Jesus, but you know, when push came to shove, It was Jesus who came to Nick. You want to talk theology, Nick? Kingdom of God stuff? But you aren't even able to see the kingdom unless you're born again. All that religious mumbo-jumbo is meaningless unless you get on that train. Verse 5 goes on and says, Jesus answered, Most certainly I tell you, unless one is born of water and spirit, he can't enter into the kingdom. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. That which is born of the spirit is spirit. Don't marvel that I said to you, you must be born anew. Now, many have extrapolated as to the meaning of our Lord's somewhat cryptic phrasing here. But looking at the context of the dialogue, really no deeper meaning beyond the obvious is necessary. It's simply a man must be born by both natural human means and by supernatural in order to see and join himself with the kingdom of God. A man must essentially, well, be born twice. There are, however, there there are critical wordings included here that are very important to our understanding. We must note the emphatic word, must. A man must be born again. There is not an alternative. There is no other road. If you want to glorify God in this life and spend your time with him in the next, then you must be born again, literally born from above. The phrasing also mandates a doctrine that troubles many parents, and that is that a child, a baby, is born a sinner. In other words, guilty by default. So while covered by God's mercy until that age of consent, every individual will make that decision, must make that decision before God. Because no one can ride on anyone else's coattails, nor blame another for their eternal state. Each of us must and will choose. Verse 8 says, The wind blows where it wants to, and you hear its sound but don't know where it comes from and where it is going. So is everyone who is born of the Spirit. Nicodemus answered him, How can these things be? And Jesus answered him, Are you the teacher of Israel and don't understand these things? Most certainly I tell you, we speak that which we know and testify of that which we have seen, and you don't receive our witness. If I told you earthly things and you don't believe, how will you believe if I tell you heavenly things? 
Verse 13, no one has ascended into heaven, but he who has descended out of heaven, the son of man who is in heaven. As Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the son of man be lifted up. And whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. For God so loved the world that he gave his only born son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. That was our daily devotions by Pastor Tim Dodson. To learn more about Tim Dodson or Believer's Church, visit jfbelievers.com.